welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Frank Clancy. God bless you, Jess. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Jess, are we on to you too, Jess? And Alex, good to see you back, Pastor. Pastor Alex is back. Give him a big hand, everyone. Just came back from the Philippines. Just got off the plane, come straight to church, and that's good. That's a good pastor for you. Okay. And just last, I was up at the children's church last week, and Jess was up there leading the kids, just hanging on to one baby, and got a toddler, and, and teaching all the kids. So that's a real pastor too. So God bless you, Jess. Appreciate what you do. Well, praise God. His name is? What's his name again? Thank you, Lord. Just put your hands and pray for me that I keep on track, keep on time. Tend to go off the track nowadays. Have a golden moment every now and again. So help me, Jesus. Keep me on track. Love you, Jesus. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Chelsea too. And Lord, we've got some great leaders here. Know the word. Bless us. But come, Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, flesh profits nothing. Must come, Holy Ghost. We love you, Jesus. Maliara mi kustiliara na makiglia. Koraya la mastala kikidilia nama. Holy Spirit, this is your word. Your word, Holy Ghost. Come on, touch your people. What do you got to say? Anoint your words. Let them come alive and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Cut asunder between our soul and our spirit. Thank you, Lord. Uh, this week as I was praying, God gave me a word to, uh, to tell some people here one or two serious uh, situations. I don't know if it was the first service or this service, but there's a few in the first service. But God says the uh, ones that are struggling with depression, or a lot of anxiety, just anxious. The Lord's saying, be anxious for nothing. He's here. All that are grieving today, God wants to comfort you. And the Bible says for you today, in Isaiah 61, a day of vengeance comes to you today. Not against you. Day of vengeance, retribution, to comfort those who mourn. The Holy Ghost is your comforter. Comfort those who mourn to a point over you um, that mourn a beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy for mourning instead of grieving the oil of happiness. A garment of praise you today. I remember Denny um, one time was going through a lot of depression and with me I like, um, I'm away a lot and um, you should get depressed a lot and, and um, remember Chelsea uh, I've done this um, special flower, this portrait um, of a picture uh, and it has beauty for ashes and it's in our bedroom now 
So instead of ashes, like ashes is a symbol um, in the Old Testament for grieving, put ashes all over themselves. But God says, no, no more grieving now, a time of depression to go. Right now, God wants to give you the oil of happiness. So I want to be happy here. So just let me pray right now. Just close your eyes right now. I just want to minister to people before we even start. This is not the message, but I don't want people to go home grieving anymore. All those who are anxious now, just put your hand up and put it down straight away. One, two, three, four, five. We all get anxious. Five. This is your day right now. The Holy Ghost is your comforter. Galatians 3, 4. Have you suffered so much in vain? Have you suffered so much for nothing? Come all this way for nothing. Yet it be in vain. For the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, will serve you with a miracle now. The Holy Spirit is your helper. So receive right now. So right now, Spirit of heaviness, go! Leave these people alone. Get off them, you foul, lying spirit. Spirit of heaviness, get off them. Get off them now. Leave them alone. In the name of Jesus. Now, spirit of happiness, oil of joy, flood them now. The love of God, Romans. The love of God is pouring out into you now. Open up your spirit. The love of God is pouring out into you now by the Holy Ghost. Just say the word Jesus now. Jesus. Keep saying Jesus. Jesus. Depression leave right now. Depression leave right now. Go. It's the oil of joy. He turns my mourning into dancing. He turns my sorrow into joy. A song of praise instead of sadness. And for my grief, the oil of joy. Receive that now in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you people later on. I used to be depressed, very suicidal. I was an angry man. Come out of the army. Cranky Frankie was my nickname. Cranky, I was angry. Tried to commit suicide, even stuffed that up all the time. But then I got born again. Praise God, the name of Jesus. So we're going to talk about being transformed. Be transformed. But now I'm going to talk about the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The angel came to Mary. He said, you're going to have a son. He's going to be your saviour. You call his name Jesus. Why? Because he saved his people from their sins. That's his name, Jesus. When I was born, they called me Frankie. Um, everyone's got a name. They nominate a name. I've got names for my children. My, my grandchildren, my kids did that. I've got nicknames from grandchildren. Because it means something. Nicknames mean something. God's name is Jesus. Because he's a saviour. He made a name for himself. That's not a swear word. I said this morning, people use that name in vain. 
use the name being empty, like some swear word. That's the only name that will save them from burning in hell. It's the only name that can save the whole world. No more. It's a, 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 a slang word. Jesus, the King of Kings, so if anyone says the name of Jesus in vain, tell them, oh, mate, uh, he's your saviour. Call that name the only one who can save you from your sins. The only one, you'll be calling his name one day. And you'll be calling out his name from hell or from heaven. He's the only one who can save you. The name of Jesus. We've all got nicknames. Uh, we've got Ferret here. We nicknamed him Ferret because uh, years ago when I was a, a kid, we used to go ferreting put a ferret down the rabbit and, the, and all the rabbits would run and we catch the rabbits so any time there's any demons up in Darwin I send the ferret in and get rid of all the demons you see so that name means something it means something so the name of Jesus means he's a saviour he's here to save you today even the name of God a Jehovah Rapha I'm a God who heals that's who I am that's my DNA I can't help myself. I want to heal you. He sent his Jesus to come and heal us. And the blood of Jesus. Talk about the name of Jesus. Now the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10:19. Having therefore boldness, confidence to enter into the holy place of God. Holiness. To come close to Jesus. I'm not worthy. No one is. But the blood of Jesus made you worthy, having therefore boldness to enter into the holiness of holies by the blood of Jesus. By Jesus' blood, he made way for you to come in, into God's presence, not by how good you are, not by your holiness or goodness, made that person well, but by Jesus the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus is not a common thing. We're going to have communion later on. It's not a common thing. The word, word communion means in common. Communion. And we've got something in common with Jesus. But God wants us in Hebrews 6, it says, to move on from our basic principles, not renewing again unto repentance, treating the blood of Jesus as a common thing. God wants us to repent and move on now not repent and repeat again the blood of Jesus sets you free shall we continue to sin that grace may abound God forbid how can we dead to sin live any longer therein you don't have to live in that area anymore you're set free you've kept doors open get out now get out now we have to renew our mind now be transformed Today I'm going to talk about being transformed. Transformed. Changed. Excuse me a minute. Just have a drink. Just talk amongst yourselves for a while. Love you, Marilyn. Thirsty work up here. Sorry, Lord. Transformed. Uh, Romans 12, 1 to 2. This is a very serious message today. God's making a plea to you. He said, I beseech you. This is, can you imagine, not me, this is God speaking to you through his word. I'm doing my best. 
to tell you what's on God's heart. I beseech you, therefore, my brothers and sisters, Jesus said, I beg you, I genuinely ask you and I plead to you today. God is making a plea to you, Jesus, by my mercies of God. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God. Now you know how merciful I am to you, says the Lord. I'm beseeching you now for you to make a proper response to what God's saying, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, fair's fair. God says now, because of what I've done for you, because of my sacrifice, I want you to offer yourself as a sacrifice to me, present yourself to me, like in the army when you present arms or when you present yourself on parade. Today's like you're on parade to God. God wants you to present yourself to God for inspection, to be holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. This is only fair. If you're born again, you have to do this. Your reasonable service comes from the word logistos, which is only logical that if God gave is a sacrifice for you, became a sacrifice for you, you've got to present yourself to him as a living sacrifice. He was a dead sacrifice. He died and rose again. You're a living sacrifice now. You've got to make an offering to God with your life. Your whole life depends on this. Not just um, let God help you come along and, and be a good Christian. You've got to dedicate yourself to Jesus, which is your reasonable service. When you're in the army, there's no choice. You, they own you. When you get in the army, they own you. So God owns you now. He's paid a price. He's named the name a price for you. The name is Jesus. He named a price for you in his blood. It's a genuine act of worship is to serve God. It's good to praise him, but serve him. What's the best thing Jesus did for you? Kept you out of hell. Spread his blood for you. What's the best thing you can do for Jesus now? Serve him. Serve him. I know sometimes I've been spiritually abused. A lot of people here have been abused spiritually from different churches and stuff. I'd upset Jesus. But Jesus losing out on your intimacy because of some bad pastor or leaders. But Jesus died for you. Put the past now. Dedicate yourself back. I've counselled um, you know, maybe hundreds of people that have been through spiritual abuse. Very hard to get them to come back full on for Jesus. Dan did and Charles did. Been through a lot of abuse very hard to come back but God died for you it's reasonable service it's not his fault come back stand in front of Jesus like that present yourself again I'm here to serve you Lord Jesus and don't be con uh, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to him which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world. 
Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be fashioned like this world. Don't be fashionable to the world. Don't be like the world. Don't live according to the world. You're separated from the world. You're holy. You're holy. Watch stuff on TV. Bless you, love. Watch stuff on TV. You're holy. The word holy in the Bible and the word saint and the word um, sanctified, the word sacred, it's all the same word in the, in the Greek. You're holy. You're separated now to God. You're no longer fashioned to the world. Your DNA is, belongs to God. You're holy. You're set apart. You're sacred thing now. You're consecrated to God. World values and customs. Don't worry about them anymore. You're not limited. You're supernatural people now. You're supernatural people. Open up the word of God should excite you. You should wake up in the morning and want to get into the word of God on a relationship with Jesus, not Facebook. Sorry, on your face in the book. You know, not YouTube. I mean, it's all good to watch it. But look, it's a problem if you've got two hours on YouTube, two hours on Facebook, 10 minutes with Jesus. Get up early in the morning. Don't go to bed. Thank you, Jesus, for a lovely day. Thank you for my roast meal tonight. And, and, and go to sleep. Come on now. We're supernatural people. Be not conformed to this world. You don't know who you are in God. You don't know who you really are in God. Be transformed. It means changed. Be converted. You're supernatural people. Should we do signs and wonders and miracles and heal all the time? Uh, up, uh, up in North, uh, the Aborigines are doing signs and wonders and miracles all the time. Only have to be brand new Christians and they're moving in the Spirit of God because they understand spiritual things. And they go from one spirit to the Holy Spirit. But we, we still haven't got, uh, renewed our mind to that because our mind still belongs to the world and think logical all the time. But renew it, focus and concentrate and repetition. In the army, when um, we did our training, had to drill all the time, one, two, three, one, about changing your weapons all the time, if it jams all the time, uh, and you think, this is stupid. You're doing it all the time. But when you're in action, someone's coming at you, you don't have to think anymore. You just do it automatically, like doing up your shoelaces or, or um, changing gears in the car. We practice. We do it automatically. So when you're in trouble or someone's sick, you, straight away you should know, click into the supernatural and heal them straight away. You don't have to pray for half an hour. You don't have to pray, uh, pray for half an hour. Just in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that you may prove. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be renewed. I'm speaking to myself here too, so I'm telling myself off as well. Okay, focus. When you get a driver's license or when you learn anything, it takes time, doesn't it? But we go to the God and just want God to pray for us and get better. No, it takes time. You have to renew your mind. Renew your mind. There's no shortcut. There's no plan B. You've got to renew your mind that you may prove what's good, what's acceptable and perfect will of God, his plan for you. Recognise what he wants for you. Once you do that, you can prove that. God still heals today. He delivers signs and wonders and miracles, but sometimes he can't get you to prove that. But he can do it. He wants you to prove it. 
And all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. But they forget the next bit, who are called according to his purpose. You're called. Hey, Jim. Hey, John, come here. You're, you're called by God. You're called, appointed. Then all things work together for good for you when you're called according to his purpose. Things will work out then. Things aren't working out for you. You mightn't be called according to his purpose. That's your purpose, getting God to help you. But what's your purpose for me, God? You died for me. What's my calling? What's my calling, God? I want to be transformed. Talk about transformed now. To be transformed. Thank you. Transformed. It means to be changed. Greek word, metamorpho. Changed. To die. Morph. Means dead. Changed. Converted. How? Can I be supernaturally transformed? Get someone to pray for me. Speak in tongues. No, it helps. How do I get transformed into a supernatural person? When you're born again, you've already owned your spirit supernatural already. You don't have to learn anything supernatural. When you go to Bible college, it just teaches you what you've already got. You've already got this when you're born again. You've got this. That's to renew our mind to it. When you've got a brand new car, like Jenny's got a new car and I borrowed it for a while. Rev the guts out of it. <laughs> no, not really. And all these little things that go on and off all the time. And noises all the time in the car. What's that do? You know, what's that do? Beep, beep, boop, boop. And all that. Stuff. But I've got to learn how to do all this stuff. We've got all that here now. We've got all that. We've got all that. We have to renew our minds. Renovate our head. To be in the supernatural. Renew your mind is a command by God. It's not negotiable. You have to renew your mind. This is the answer. But a lot of Christians for years, they're still struggling. Never moved in the supernatural. I'm amazed uh, when uh, my old church, when I first started out, brand new Christians can come. We knew them when they're doing signs and wonders and miracles and a 10 or 15 year old Christians had never done it before. Never. Never renewed their mind. Never. It's not automatic. You have to renew your mind. This is a, this time there's no other way. We can pray for, for hours. There's no other way, no plan B. You have to renew your mind. Most Christians don't do this. Most Christians feel babies. I said this morning, if we keep getting fed, a baby gets fed. A child feeds himself. But an adult feeds himself and feeds others. God, if you keep getting fed, you're not help feeding others. We're still babies or children. God wants us to grow up. Our mind must be renewed. Must be renewed. Now, I tell you, like, uh, 30 years I've been around the place, but years ago, when I first started, it was a big thing about knowing the word of God, knowing it off by heart. And, and it's like repetition. And it always worked all the time. I knew it off by heart. But nowadays, it's not. You don't have to learn the word off by heart. It's not alive and active in people anymore. It's always learning something new, something new on Facebook and you, this and that and the other. It's always instant, instant stuff without renewing your mind. 
I'm amazed now how many people don't even know the Old Testament. I mean, you've got to read the Old Testament. Now, you've, got to, you've got to know about, that's how God, you understand how God feels, the love of God. Uh, you've got to know the Word of God because you're going to have to learn it in heaven. If you don't know the Word of God down here, when you're up in heaven, you've got to learn it up there and you'll be in school learning it. I'll be out having fun, you know. Uh, you'll be out, no, get back to the class, you've got to learn the Word of God in there. So oh, I'm out having fun with the angels, you see. Yeah, you know, hot dogging down the river of the new river. And you'll be in there learning, you see. No, learn it now. The Word of God, you still need the Word of God in heaven, but there's no resistance up there, you see. Theology today is shallow. Teach a lot of teaching shallow. Not here, you get the Word of God here, but it is. Look at the fluff on um, YouTube and stuff. Yeah, I do watch it now and again. But there's no power anymore in the gospel. The simplicity that's in Jesus. Always learning, not coming to the knowledge of the truth, having a form of godliness, but strangers will deny that power thereof. Now, God wants to know the word of God. The only way you can renew your mind is by the word of God. No other way. Get in the word of God. Two hours a day. Come on, two hours a day. Come on now. Uh, Who watches TV two hours a day? No one here. Wow. Praise God. Who watches Home and Away here? Who watches The Block? No, I don't want to go. But um, you can watch as much TV as you like as long as you spend the same time reading the Word. Uh, who, who, who does Facebook for an hour a day? Nobody. Praise God. Lord, I'll go, go home now. But uh, sometimes when we pray to God, uh, we can't hear the Holy Spirit. There's a bit of static. Any, am I the only one who gets that? Sometimes, is that you, God, or is that me? Or I'm days there's static there. Static. But when you read the Word of God, no static. Read the Word of God. What I do, I tell new Christians, read the Word of God for 10 minutes. One passage. Pray about what you read for 10 minutes. What's that mean, God? For the next 10 minutes, Wait on God. That way you pray, you worship, and you wait on God. That's half an hour. Do that three times a day. Take your Bible with you. Take your Bible. If you've got kids, leave it always on the, um, on the table, on the train, anywhere. Leave it open. If you go to the food court, leave it open. It's amazing how many people come up and ask you, what are you reading? Uh, take it with you. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. I said, it takes four days to change. I said this morning, um, I told Denny that um, our brain, I read somewhere, our brain goes 400 kilometres an hour, like a bullet train. And Denny looked at me and said, oh, Frank, um, some brains go as fast as that, you know. So your mind goes about 50k an hour. You know, she thinks I, she'd done an Alzheimer's test for me the other day, actually. <laughs> you know, but I passed it. And I didn't cheat either. So, because um, she got it at work, she didn't do it on purpose, so uh, praise God for that. Okay, so um, Facebook, YouTube, and I'm telling you, this is, uh, I'm making an appeal to you with this. You know, read the Word of God. So it's about who you are and what you, if you want to hear from God, read the Word of God. Read the Word of that, you'll hear from God every time. 
And uh, if your brain's going 400 kilometres an hour, and if a train's going 400 kilometres an hour, it's going to take time for that train to slow down, isn't it? Before it changes the other way. It can't just do a U-turn at 400 kilometres an hour. And your brain can't either. So spend four hours a day for four days. Read the Word. You, can, you won't waste your time. I know you can be busy. Your mums are busy. But 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10, 10 minutes there. Uh, look at, uh, um, put YouTube away for a minute and Facebook and just God. The Word of God. The Word of God. Oh, this is what God wants. So, to be transformed in the supernatural, it's not by prayer. It's not by worship. It's not even with one encounter in God. It's not coming up for altar calls. It's not a, a minister, an anointed minister. It's not even being a Christian, watching Christian stuff on TV and stuff on YouTube. It's not even reading the Bible. It's not enough to renew your mind. It's not enough. All that stuff is good, but it's not going to do it. The only way is to renew your mind. The only way. It's harder, I know. But the only way is to do the Word of God. Because if you read the Word of God, this the Bible is pretty clear what Jesus says. If you read the Word of God and don't do it, reading the Word of God is not enough. If you read the Word of God and don't do it, you're on sand. Uh, a trouble's going to come. You're going to fall. Yes, you are. If you only read the Word and don't do it, you're going to fall. You haven't practised how to handle things. But if you read the Word and do it, then you're on a rock. Nothing can knock you off that rock then. So I tell you right now, this is God's Word. God's Word. When you get into the Word of God, it's present and now. But um, a lot of times we think about things of the past. I had bad memories from the army, I tell you, really bad stuff. And I was angry. As one guy, I was one sergeant. He was a coward, my sergeant. I was going to kill him when I get out. I'm, you're a dead man, mate. Oh, I hated him. He nearly had me killed. I had hate in, in my heart. God got rid of that. But every time I thought of something about the army, uh, all the, it's like... Uh, in your brain, when, when you, you think of a thought about something in the past, uh, it's like a, a file comes up in your brain and everything... Oh, thanks, mate. 20 minutes. I've got the time to slow down and finish. Okay. But everything in your past comes back. If you remember a bad thing in your past, it all comes back up. It's like it's brand new. But God wants us to forget that. I read this week about neuroplasticity. Not that I know much about it. But you can't put old thoughts in your new mind. You can't put new wine in old wineskins because it bursted. Now, just like you've got an old computer, a Windows 3 or 4, whatever it is, and you get a brand new Windows 10, is it now, or 11 nowadays? Uh, it won't work. You can't stick that in there. I had an old Commodore computer, you know, and I did 5,000 words on depression and I forgot to save it. I got depressed then, I tell you. <laughs> you know. So, oh, shocking it was. Uh, I tell you. Um, so, remember David. 
he had a, a cave full of uh, full of men. They were depressed, discontented, and in debt. Can you imagine someone discontented in a cave with them? Imagine a hundred guys all discontented in the cave. Can you imagine they're all um, depressed as well, and, and they've got no money. You've got to feed them all. But he turned them into soldiers. They renewed their mind. So God wants us to cast down all imaginations. Get rid of the past. And renew your mind by doing the word. Renew your mind by doing the word. Be a supernatural person by reading the word. Be supernatural by reading the word. And this I say, therefore, says the Lord, Ephesians 4, 17, and I testify before God, I solemnly swear this to you, that henceforth now, from now on, don't walk like the world. The Gentiles walk in vanity, in futile in their minds, emptiness, but they have their understanding darkened. If your understanding is darkened and you feel cloudy, you feel alienated from God or drifting away from God and you feel insensitive to God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. If you can't see where you're going, get back into the word. Know who you are in God because Jesus on the cross says, it is finished, completed, completed. It's completed. What's completed mean? I mean, there's complete fertiliser. I used to be in the nursery business. Everything's in that fertiliser to grow things. Complete shampoo. Everything makes your hair nice, you know. Complete food. Well, God said it is finished, completed. I've done and dusted everything. Everything's done and dusted on the cross. Not only your sins, but all pornography and all your past, the bad habits and all depression and all sickness. It's gone and finished. Yes, it is. You don't think it is because your mind's not renewed, but it's finished, completed. Jesus on the cross is up there and he says, Taleo! And they all looked at him. The word Taleo means victory. I've won. I've made victory. And the soldiers looked at him because they knew what soldiers were. Remember, you remember the gladiators? What's his name, the actor? Yeah, Russell Crowe said, Talio. It means that they won, the, beat the Germans. Nothing against Germans or anything here. But you know, I won. And, and, and when Jesus was on the cross, he said, I've finished it. It's victory. The soldiers looked at him. Then they said, he's the son of God. Because he's finished it. I've completed it. And every, every time um, uh, in the old days, um, uh, in the uh, Greek days, if you um, had a, an account, owe people money, and you paid it off, they put a, a stamp on it to Leo. Finished, paid in full, completed. That's what Jesus has done. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.